So I wanted to jump on today and talk a little bit about my favorite sport, college football. The national championship game was last night. Lots of debate about the playoff, who to let in, expanding the playoff. And I just want to share my thoughts. I've, I've had these discussions with many people in person or via text on Twitter, but I've never actually put all my thoughts into one spot. And I'm going to do that here today. And in the format I'm going to use is I'm going to take kind of the narratives of the reasons why you shouldn't ex uh, expand that we hear in the media or your buddy at the bar. And I'm just going to kind of give counter arguments to those points and hopefully be uh, just a few minutes on this and you'll enjoy what you hear. One of the things we hear all the time is that an expand off playoff is going to hurt the regular season, that the games in the regular season will be less meaningful. You mean like Clemson, Notre Dame this year? The game meant nothing for Clemson. They played without their All-American quarterback. They lost. They still went to the conference championship game. They still won the conference, and they still went to the college football playoff. The game meant nothing to Clemson. The reason why the regular season games will not be impacted, whether they expand to 6, 8, or 16, or 32, or 112, college football regular season will not be impacted because college football is about the journey, not the destination. A lot of college football fans get way more excited for the Saturday, November, 11 a.m. Iowa-Purdue game than they did last night for the national championship game. College football is in our blood. We only get it once a week. It's not the NBA where there's a game on Tuesday and then a game on Thursday. You get 12 opportunities. It's a journey, not a destination. People schedule their weddings around their alma mater's football schedule. You know what? They don't do that in college basketball. They don't look at the college basketball and say, hey, we shouldn't schedule our wedding because Texas A&M might have a home basketball game. Fall Saturdays are events. And because of that, people will watch because it's football and we only get 12 of them. Point number two, an expanded playoff will kill the Bulls. The Bulls are already on life support, if not already dead. Player opt-outs are killing what I call the two tier, the tier two bowls in the New York New Year Six. So the Peach Bowl in a year where it's not hosting a semifinal, and tier three bowls like the Alamo Bowl. Schools with NFL players, those players are opting out for various reasons uh, to, to not get injured, and those games have gone down in stature. An expanded playoff will actually significantly reduce the opt-outs because the elite teams have the elite players. Sure, you'll get an opt-out or two from Indiana or Mississippi State that has an NFL guy on their team, but you won't have people opting out of college football playoff games. So the more college football playoff games we have, whether it's eight quarterfinals or 16 or whatever, the less people you're going to have opting out. There's something Kirk Herbstreet said last night during the national championship that really bothered me. He was implying when, when Jalen Waddell was going in and out of the game playing through what looked like some sort of injury, he implied the Alabama guys were wired differently than those other teams who have players who opt out. And it's completely not true. There's no way Jalen Waddell was attempting to play last night if it was the Citrus Bowl. The reason he was attempting to play was because it was a college football playoff game. The more college football playoff games there are, the more people don't opt out because of minor injuries and don't opt out because of NFL draft status. That was an apples to oranges comparison that Herbie gave last night during the game, and he got away with it. Point number three, but the same teams are still going to win. Probably you're right. Of course they will. 
But man, those other quarterfinal, semifinal games will be certainly be more fun to watch. Why not create more inventory of the sport everybody loves? It's not like we're adding 82 games. We're not going to a 66-game college football regular season, and it will be watered down. People love football. It's on the weekends. People will watch. What I do think it will do is it will add more recruiting variance. What do you mean by that? Well, right now, if you're top of the top, the elite five stars, you kind of have to consider I should probably go to Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State, and maybe Georgia or some schools like that, Notre Dame. But I better go to Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State if I want to play in the college football playoff because there's a good chance I'm going to get in three out of four years at least that I'm there. If you add more playoff spots, I think it will balance out the recruiting right a little bit because players will think, well, I can go to Oregon. I can go to Arizona State. I can go to Iowa, Iowa State. I can go to Michigan State because if they win their conference, I can get in the college football playoff. Right now, your only avenue is to make sure you go to one of those schools. So the recruiting could get thinned out a little bit. Yes, is Alabama still going to win it most of the time or a Clemson still going to win it most of the time? Of course, that's what's going to happen. That's what happens in a lot of sports. Many of the people, many of the same people opposed to expanding the playoff were also opposed to moving from the BCS to the, to the current four-team college football playoff. So the people right now, they're saying, we don't want to expand. We got four. Let's stick with four. They're the same people who said the BCS is fine. We don't need more. The third team isn't going to win it. The fourth team isn't going to win it. Let's just stick with two. And that's what frustrates me. Had we never went from two to four, a lot of good teams would never have had an opportunity to win it. So far in the college football playoff era, which is, what, eight years or so, the four seed has won the playoff twice. If we were still in the old college, uh, in the old BCS system, that four seed would have been playing in the uh, Capital One Bowl or something like that. So you can't tell me that expanding the the same teams are going to win. The three seed in the current era of the college football playoff has been in the title game five times, just like last night. So yes, the same teams might win, but you can't be scared to expand. They never would have had a chance to, to win it had we not expanded. The four seed's been in the championship. The four seed has won the darn thing twice, and the three seed's been in the title game five times. Another frustrating thing, Bill Hancock, director of the college football playoffs, quote, he said, the current system is the best way ever designed for determining a college football champion. Well, yeah, I agree. But just because something's true doesn't mean you should never look at progressing. Just because something is better, in this example, the the CFP to the BCS, doesn't mean it can't be improved. You know what was a great product when it first came out and was the best product ever? in its category, the iPhone. The first iPhone was amazing. It revolutionized phones. You know what's better? My iPhone 10. If if your argument about not improving is because it's the best we've ever had, that's a poor visionary. Well, how do we do it? There's a million different ways to do it. Eight teams, 16 teams. I like the 18 model, admitting that it will probably go to 16 if it ends up at eight. But I like the 18 model of five power, five champions, two at-large selections, which will then create some fun debates that are imperative to the lifeblood of college football. You'll still have the who's going to get in uh, uh, 
reveal show, that type of thing. And I think you have to have a slot for the group of five. Now, maybe you put some stipulations on there, like the group of five has to be ranked in the top 25 to get in. Then there could be some hijinks from the committee, um, whether they rank them in the top 25 or not. But I think you're going to end up having to give them a seat at the table in the group of five. I really like having five power pie champions because this, in my opinion, the four-team college football playoff was doomed from the start because they had four slots and they had five power five conferences. The math just isn't doesn't add up. It was never going to be successful when you have four spots and five power five conferences. So I think you do have to give an auto bid to the power five champion. Now, what's going to happen? Yes, there's going to be a year where Arizona State is the Pac-12 representative uh, in the South, and undefeated Oregon plays them in the Pac-12 championship game, and a three-loss Arizona State beats them and gets to go to the college football playoff, and Oregon has to hopefully settle for one of the at-large spots, and maybe that 9-3 and three Arizona State team gets blown out in the quarterfinal versus Alabama. You know what, though? It's great. Arizona State earned that on the field. They qualified for the championship game, they won the championship game, and they earned their right into the eight-team college football playoff. I like the fact that every player in a Power Five conference starts the year knowing the criteria. How, how can I get in? Win your division, win your, college, your conference championship. If there's no divisions, go to the conference championship game, like the Big 12, and win your conference. If you do that, you will get into the college football playoff, and I like the fact that there the process to get in is black and white. Unlike now, where nobody knows how what the criteria is and the criteria shifts and the goalposts shift from week to week. So one of the things I always hear from media members, one of the things I, I think media members always look past that we hear a lot is, well, they don't want it to become like week 17 of the NFL playoffs where occasionally teams rest players. You saw that, I think, with the Steelers in week 17 this year. One of the scenarios is, well, look, let's look at Alabama. Let's say Alabama is undefeated. They're ranked number one, and they're playing Auburn in the last week of the regular season, or they're, or they're playing Florida in the SEC championship game. And they could rest their starters like an NFL team in week 17, and that would be bad for the sport. And I think there's some legitimacy there. However, with an eight-team playoff where the quarterfinals are on campus, I think any successful model has to include home quarterfinal games you won't see teams resting starters because that home quarterfinal is going to be so valuable for recruiting, for revenue, to be able to sell out your stadium. I do not think we can expect college football fans to travel four times. What I mean by that? Well, if you keep the conference championship games, which I'll get into in a second, and I think it's it's probably a non-negotiable for conferences because they make so much money, you would be asking the the Joe Smith the fan of the team to travel to the conference championship game, to travel to a quarterfinal game, to travel to a semifinal game, to travel to a, a national championship game. That's just, you know, very unreasonable to consider that. So you either have to get rid of the conference championship games or you have to include home quarterfinal games where teams are traveling or fans are traveling, you know, an hour or two hours or what do they do on a normal October Saturday? So I think that's part of how you have to do that is keep that home quarterfinal as a enticement for teams to keep their foot on the gas pedal to the end of the season. And the last point 
I think in order to go this route with eight teams or 16 or whatever they go to, because of concussion and player safety stuff out there, I think the conference commissioners are going to be have to do willing to do one of three things. They're, they're going to have to be willing to eliminate conference championship games. How reasonable is that? I don't think it's very reasonable. They generate a lot of money, and I don't think the conferences are willing to back away from that for the playoff. But if they would, it would certainly help with uh, home quarterfinal games and things like that. They would maybe have to be willing to play less than 12 regular season games. Do I see that happening? Probably not. Why? Because in a 12-game regular season, most Power 5 schools get to guarantee themselves seven home games, which is seven gates, seven concessions, and that inventory is just too valuable. If you go to 11, they're not going to be able to always get seven home Saturdays during the fall. And the other thing they might have to consider is separating the semifinals from the bowls. In other words, the Rose Bowl isn't the semifinal. The semifinal just becomes college football semifinal game played at AT&T Stadium in Dallas with no bowl tie-in. I still don't understand why college football's most valuable assets, their most valuable inventory gets farmed out and subcontracted out to a third party to be able to put their name on it and make money off of it. I'll, I'll simply never understand that. The TV contracts and things like that are very complicated. Is this going to happen before 2026 when the TV contracts run out? I hope so. I have some serious doubts about that, but I really appreciate you listening to me ramble about my favorite sport. Would contact me if you ever want to talk about this. It's, it's, I love college football. Like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a journey, not a destination. And the fun in college football is the random Saturday in October for me. It's not as much fun watching the college football playoff, but I still think the sport can be improved.